bad, she's bad for me. Yeah. A little switch up, a little switch up. You know, we keep it fresh every morning. Never a dull moment, always a new vibe, always a new track. Um, got some more in the tuck that we're going to release later on. But welcome back, man. It's a hard report, man. Long time, no talk. Uh, we're missing Kev today. So shout out Kev, man. Rest up, feel better. Um, nothing like that. Nothing like that. I don't mean to throw it out. Nothing like that. It's just a, a late scratch. Um, but I'm here with Chris, man. We're going to get into some of the ball topics today. we got a lot we got to talk about. So, Chris, how you been since we last spoke? I've been blessed, yo. Since we last spoke, I have a lot of apologies to make, you know, starting off with Draymond Green, but we can get to that uh, later on. And, yeah, yo, Kev, late scratch, went from questionable, downgraded to out. We told him, you know, saying no, no, no worries, you know. We'll pick up the slack. We got it. Don't stress, man. So let's let's get into it because I, I think this is going to be a shorter pod than normal, but never lacking substance. Like I want to see those comments and feedback, but let's get into it. So first thing I wanted to discuss with you was the COVID-19 protocol in the NBA because I know recently there's been a bit of confusion. I shouldn't say confusion. There's been a bit of... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh... The NBA has been has been choosy as to when they want to abide by the protocol and when they want to kind of make exceptions. Let's just say that. But um, I'm just going to outline some of the key provisions in the original COVID-19 protocol document just so that we have an understanding so we can have the discussion in detail. So basically, occurrences of independent cases not spread it among players or staff or a small or expected number of COVID-19 cases would not require a decision to suspend or cancel the season. So no one individual act or small group of cases is going to be enough evidence to cancel the season. Anyone who tests positive will have two routes to return to work. Either they quarantine for 10 days with no symptoms or they have to report two negative tests within a 24-hour period as as part of the PCR testing protocol. Any player who tests positive, even if they are symptomatic, will not be allowed to exercise for a minimum of 10 days and must be monitored in individual workouts for an additional two. There is no criteria mentioned for what prompts the NBA to suspend the season. Teams traveling with parties more are limited to 45 people, including 17 players, as they make their way around the country, um, are expected to play home and road scheduled games in NBA arenas. And as the last provision states, in the Orlando bubble, similarly to now, there will be an anonymous tip line made available to report possible violations of safety protocols. So that's just kind of the general summary of what the NBA had outlined at the beginning of the season regarding their COVID-19 protocol. So um, I know recently we've seen guys like Kevin Durant fall victim to it. Well, not fall victim, but be um, not able to play games as a result of this protocol. Jason Tatum most recently. Um, and a few other notable names. Not Kyrie because he's a he's a... We'll get into that, but uh, what are your thoughts just overall about the COVID-19 protocol and how the NBA has been handling it so far? Yeah, honestly, it's bullshit, right? It's all bullshit. And it's when you, in the beginning of the pod or the beginning of this whole statement, you were trying to make it sound like politically correct and you were trying to be like, you know, they're picking and choosing what they want to do when they want to do it. In reality, it's fuckery, you know what I'm saying? Because number one, I you, you signaled out Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was 
basically sat down. He is not allowed to play for seven days because somebody that he lives with, he's in close contact with, has tested positive for the coronavirus. Even though him himself is still showing antibodies because he already had the coronavirus. Right now, when he when he's testing, he's testing as negative repeatedly, but he still has to sit out. All right, cool. When I heard that, I was like, fine. If they want to take an extra cautious approach to this whole coronavirus thing, I'm not going to knock you for it. But then you fast forward Saturday night. That happened on Monday, I believe. You fast forward on Saturday night or on Friday night. We hear that Seth Curry had to be dragged out of the game because he tested positive for coronavirus. But he was sitting beside Joel Embiid, right? All right, cool. The next day, the next game is on the Saturday. And on the Saturday, we hear that Joel Embiid is playing. Well, how the fuck does that make any sense? Because if if Kevin Durant is sitting out seven days because he was in close contact with somebody who tested positive, even though he's negative, Embiid was sitting beside the guy who was positive, right beside the guy who was positive, and he's playing the next night. It doesn't make any sense. On top of that, you have players like Tobias Harris and and Shake Milton who have to sit out even though they're testing negative because of tracing, contact tracing. So if they're sitting out because of contact tracing, how in the world is Embiid not sitting out? It makes no sense. Why? Because they wanted to get the minimum up. They wanted the game to go on. They did not want to postpone it. So it's like, come on. And we're seeing this reoccurrence all throughout now. Now you have Jason Tatum. He's gone. He he tested positive. He's gone for 14 days. All right, cool. So what happens to the rest of the players that he played with? You know what I'm saying? Like It wasn't like he wasn't like Seth Curry never actually touched the floor. Jason Tatum was on the floor. He played. He played positive. He was. He had coronavirus. And everybody else is okay to go on? Come on, bro. Like, I understand at the end of the day, like, you guys want to put, you guys don't want to cancel games for nothing. You guys are taking the NFL approach. Games will go on. Bottom line. But at the same time, it's like, come on. Like, you, you can't push this narrative then that you're actually doing it for the health and the safety because it's clear you're not. You're making the rules up as you go. There is no coronavirus protocols. Coronavirus protocols are as malleable or as flexible as anything in the world right now. You know what I'm saying? I would say something else, but, you know, we got to keep it PC, but it's hella <laughs> malleable right now. You feel me? Like, it's a hella flexible right now, fam. It's, sexy it's hella flexible. flexible. <laughs> fam, it's hella flexible right now. And the real niggas know what I mean by that. You know, it's, it's crazy right now, bro. But I don't know, man. I, th- I think part of the problem is, is like, <clears throat> they're made is moving like, like the government right now. They'll put out these statements and they'll put out these documents they're able to read, but they make it purposely vague. They make it as vague as possible because they want to take their own interpretation of what they have written down. They don't want to pigeonhole themselves into saying that because we brought this out, we have to follow it. Granted, I understand from a business perspective, the games have to go on. We've lost so much money already. We put all this effort into building a semi-regular season. So we ha- the show has to go on. But at the same time, like, just be honest. Just be like, yo, this is this is happening. And as a result of this is why we have to continue these games. Don't try to explain to me that because he was on the bench, but he was negative, but he was in this distance and he only talked to that player. Because it doesn't make sense. We're all watching the game. We all see what happened. Like, you're not going to tell me that Jason Tatum wasn't out there dean up guys on, on, on the court. Brother, so, take this in. Take this in. Jason Bradley Beal last night on Saturday night was ruled out because he came in close contact with Jason Tatum after the game when they were when they were speaking. So you're telling me you were going to sit Bradley Beal down 
but the Celtics can continue to play. It makes no sense, fam. It makes no sense. It honestly makes no and like I hate when they do it like this because I'm a man, like I'd rather you give it to me straight. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd rather you just straight up tell me, listen, we all know that coronavirus is fucking everything up right now. You see what I'm saying? So we gotta take it day by day. Tell me that. Cause that is something I can actually say, I right, like I hear that. You know what I'm saying? Like they're in a tough position, they're dealing with the coronavirus, it's not their fault, right? But it becomes your fault when now you're trying to you know you're trying to place it or or make it look as if now nah, we're like we're really just out here like doing what we said we were going to do. Nah, you're lying. Like at that point, you're lying, and I, that's what I can't rock with. But like, what are they supposed to do? Like, to, I'm playing devil's advocate. Like, I think this is the only thing they really could have done because again, if you read the NBA coronavirus protocols, they're vague. <laughs> like, they're really, really, really vague. Like, other than the five wow. clear cut pinpoint things that I put out, it's really vague as to what they're able to do. Now, I think they did right, on purpose. But take this in. But take this in, right? They said that if a team doesn't have eight healthy players to play, right? They have to forfeit the game. Yeah, that's what they said, right? So far, when Houston got fucked by the coronavirus to begin the year, they postponed that game, right? Mm-hmm. On Saturday, which was yesterday of our recording time right now, the Sixers said, "Yo, bro, we will forfeit the match. We do not care. Like, at, we're number one in the East right now, and we're kind of scared of this whole coronavirus thing at this point right now. We just want to make sure everything is straight. So, like, we'll we'll forfeit this one. Like, we're good." You don't even have to postpone this one. Just tell us we don't have healthy players. They went and they were so adamant that they benched two mans. They said, you know what? Embiid and Ben Simmons, not healthy. Now let us let us forfeit the game. And the league said, nah. Nah. <laughs> like you're playing, fam. They had you're to playing. upgrade Mike Scott just to keep him on the bench. Now shout out to Tyrese Maxey for dropping 39. I'm glad that you have that in you. But at the same point, it's like, this is what I'm talking about with the NBA. Like, Man, them are out there saying, I don't want to play, but you're so money hungry that you're forcing them to play. So you're taking the NFL approach. Like, come hell or high water, you're playing, fam. And I would rather you, you know, disseminate that type of message rather than you trying to, you know, put it off as something that it really isn't. That's all I'm saying. I agree with you. I mean, in that sense, I agree. Because at the end of the day, like, don't try to masquerade and dress it up. Tell me what it is, because we all, we can all see it. It's not like something that's happening behind closed doors. We're watching the same product as everybody else. I see you guys coming up. Like I seen Jason Tatum go to the hole at least three times last game. So like, what are we what are we doing? Like he's in contact with everybody on the court. Don't tell me he's in contact with one man because he had a private conversation. Like, bro, it's gonna be hello, It's gonna be super funny if I see if I see um Jalen Brown playing today because they told Bradley Beal he can't play. Jalen Brown stood up beside Jason Tatum and did a whole press conference after the game speaking on what happened in the Capitol. To the U.S. followers out there, you guys are wilding. Anyways, but he did a whole press conference with Jason Tatum speaking on what happened in the U.S. Capitol. And so it, I didn't even know why he's questionable because if you, you, you bench Bradley Beal for speaking with Jason Tatum for two minutes, he did a whole news conference with the man. <laughs> so, like, come on. That's facts. That's facts. I don't know. I just feel like right now the NBA is moving the goalposts, but they have to because the show must go on, man. I, I think the owners are at a point right now where, like, any more lost revenue, and they're, they're actually going to start pulling out all the cards in the CBA and saying, we need to get this money back in line because I can't be hemorrhaging money and you guys are missing games. But we'll see. 
let's move forward to a little bit of a lighter topic. I know that was a little bit of a harsh topic, but fresh off the triple-double, right? It should have been two nights ago when he got the triple-double, but fresh off the triple-double, we got LaMelo Ball out here playing his ass off, right? I think he went like nine for 10 with the triple-double, like youngest player to ever no, do. Yeah, he, finished like, he finished like nine for 11, I think, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um. So, you, like, this was a popular discussion on NBA Reddit. They're basically saying, like, at this current point in his career, granted, this is an overreaction because it's been, what, two and a half, three weeks. They're basically saying that Lonzo, I mean, sorry, LaMelo looks a lot better than what Lonzo did. Not to say that that's going to be an omen for the rest of their careers because, again, they're still both relatively young. Like, they're still on the rookie contracts. But um, I would just open it up to you. Like, what do you think? Do you think, like, so far, like, LaMelo looks by far way better than Lamello, than um, Lonzo did when he first came in the league? Yeah, facts. He definitely does. But, like, that was supposed, that was, like, already known. Like, we knew that. And this is what I was saying, like, the difference between the two. Like, when, in terms of, like, them not being shooters. Like, at the, both of them aren't shooters at this level. Lonzo got a lot better in terms of his shooting. Um, but when they both came in, they both were shooters. But at the same point, what I what we knew is that Lamelo did not fear pulling up. You know what I'm saying? Like he had confidence oozing off of him. Whereas Lonzo, you had to beg the guy to shoot. Like it was one of those where he would be wide open, he would be passing. Like if you leave, put it, Lamelo's hitting step backs right now. You know what I'm saying? Lonzo is not doing that. He 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 wasn't that brashful. So at that point, like. When you're so young in your in your NBA career, like the the one of the best traits that you can have is that confidence to try and go out and push the envelope, because you'll never know what you can do until you try it. You know what I'm saying? And Lamelo's out there trying something new every single night, which is why I knew for a fact he was going to be better beginning, starting off his career. I also think that Lamelo's going to be a better player, period. Right? Because what when you, what you, what you look at Lonzo, Lonzo is a great defensive player. He's very smart. Right. But he just doesn't have that knack for putting the ball in the basket right now. He's basically a spot up three point shooter and that's it. He doesn't necessarily know how to create for his own for himself. Melo is a complete opposite. Melo has feel for the game that Lonzo just doesn't have. Like Melo is going out there. He, he's he's looking for his baskets. His passing is is just as good as Lonzo, but he's just more flashy like. Honestly, I'm all in on LaMelo Ball, and I've been all in. Like, Which is why I said like, if I had the number one pick, I'm taking Melo because I know at the end of the day, he's out there and he's looking to, to create the action. He's looking to push the envelope. He's a great rebounder. He has good positional size What makes that, that makes up for any type of defensive you know, lacks in his game. Absolutely fantastic with the ball in his hand. When that shot becomes something that he can actually rely upon, I think the sky's the limit for that guy, man. But here's my problem. I feel like a lot of people, and as I was reading the comments on Reddit, I was saying the same thing. I feel like a lot of people are falling victim to recency bias. Because, yeah, LaMelo looks really good right now. And obviously, fresh off the triple-double being the youngest player to do so only exacerbates that fact. Like He looks really good right now. But I still remember watching Lonzo in Summer League and what he was coming in, the type of hype he was coming into the season with. And for the most part... He played well his first couple of games. First game, no. He got exposed by Patrick Beverly. But for the first like month or so, we were still really high on Lonzo, right? So I think right now the, the problem is, is that we've seen what Lonzo has become relative to where he was drafted and the hype that was surrounding him when he first got drafted. And I'm not going to say we soured on him, but we're not as 
optimistic on his potential as we were when he first got drafted. Whereas Lamelo is still fresh out. You know, he's flashy, as you said again. He's more brash. He's more confident. So his game just looks a lot better. But I don't know if I can definitively say that he is better or was playing better than Lonzo was at this current point in his career. Because he's still coming off the bench. And yeah, this this is two great games in a, in he a row. He shouldn't be part. coming off the bench, though. But, okay, but shoulda, woulda, coulda. He shouldn't, but he is. Like, let, let's just call it what it is. Javante yeah, Graham should be benched. I understand that, and I agree that with you. Coach, that, that, coach needs a, that coach needs a serious defense. Like, after this game, if the man is not starting, fam, like, me and, like, I already showed my boy d like, I was like, yo, fam, we're going to have to gas up the whip because we got to go talk to a man. It makes no <laughs> sense. You know what I'm saying? It makes no sense. He should not, he should not be coming off the bench. But your point is taken. <clears throat> I just think that at the end of the day, Melo just looks better. And... It's like one of those things where it's not like he's hitting jumpers like out of his ass. Like it's not like he's extremely hot. You know what I'm saying? The man is shooting like 41%, 40% from the field. And that's what man's expected from him. So like if he was going out there just flamethrowing, I would say, I right, we gotta cool it. You know what I'm saying? But that's not what's happening, fam. Like what you're seeing is literally just his talent. What you're seeing is him being one of the best rebounding guards already. You know what I'm saying? And that's not even saying that, oh, he has some crazy athleticism that he's doing off of. Nah, he's doing off of his head. Like, it's his instincts. You know what I'm saying? That should not slow down. That's something that's innate within him, right? Then you're seeing his scoring. His scoring, like I said, he's shooting 40% right now. It's not even like he's do he's doing something like shooting 40% from deep. Nah, that's not happening. He's missing right now. And he's still able to create for himself and create for others. His passing, we knew that. We knew that. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying now. Like, if he was doing something that was unsustainable, I would hear that point. But he's not. He's playing within himself. And what he has within himself is this. So which is, it's great. Like, man just have to get on the bandwagon from early. That's all I'm saying. Well, you know what? I'll be the first to say, like, he has looked good, right? And just if I'm speaking about Melo specifically, actually, you know what? Let me call him LaMelo because let me not disrespect Carmelo. He's still in the league. Man, Lamelo. If I'm talking about Lamelo specifically, like the jury's still out for me, just because I want to make sure that like this is what it is, right? Because I've seen Michael Carter Williams go out there and do the same thing and flame out quite quickly. Nah, it wasn't like this though, fam. Ah, uh, he dropped like a, he almost dropped a quadruple um, double in the first um, game against LeBron. Now, yeah, but you got to. But what I'm saying is, you got to look, you, fam. It's it's one thing where Michael Carter Williams. He was out there, and they gave him the ball, and they said, you do whatever it is that you feel like you need to do. And he was out there playing, like, 40 minutes a night. It's not one of those right now for Melo. It's not. like, And this is what – I get it. You're out here searching for the excuses of why you shouldn't hand a man his flowers, but I'm showing you. You need to just hand over the bouquet and say that I was wrong. That's what has to happen. I'm showing you. Because at the end of the day right now, it's only going up from here. I'm, I'm telling you, fam. It's only going up from here. And I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm not disagreeing. It could only go up from here. But what I'm saying is, I, I was saying the same thing with Lonzo Ball. I was saying the same thing. Right? Maybe not to that degree, but I was saying similar things when Lonzo Ball was coming up because we were fresh off the summer league hype. He was throwing 30-yard darts halfway across the court. Like, we've seen but this. That runs in the family, though. But I understand, but we've seen this. So, again. <laughs> I was doing the same thing. All I'm saying is I'm going to reserve what I think LaMelo is going to be because I don't want to sour on him like how I soured on Lonzo. Lonzo went from being potentially a Jason Kidd all-star, perennial all-star to 
school. No, we never, saw, we never saw any nah. of that. Um, the media was nah. telling us that. Fam, when he came in the league, you said that, nah, this is Jake Kidd? Come on, bro. Oh, okay, but was, regardless, that regardless was all of what pre, I thought That was all pre-draft, fam. That was all pre-draft. But what I'm saying is, regardless garbage. of whether you thought it, I thought it, the narrative was he was supposed to be that. And now yeah, he just... The going to talk, yo. Fam, if anything, Lonzo was even more hyped before, uh, than Melo because at least we saw Lonzo, so man's out there were like, exactly. yeah, but look at his brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that type of... Uh, Lonzo actually contributed in man's not believing in LaMelo Ball. So, like, it, I think it was a negative type of hype for Melo. Like, man saw what Melo did and they were like, mm, look at Lonzo, though. You know what I'm saying? So, like, nah, Melo had all that hype. Like, Melo was supposed to be a Hall of Famer. They were comparing to the man to fucking... Jay Kidd and fucking Magic Jordan, Magic Johnson. Like, come on, bro. Like, nah, like, don't do that to Melo. All I'm saying is I'm reserving judgment because the narrative was out. And I Lonzo went from being in those type of conversations to talking, not even getting a, a contract offer going into restricted free agency. So, yeah, but that's also because he wants he wants more money. So we can't even condemn that. It's not like exactly. they didn't want to give him a contract extension. But, like, no, 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 no. but the point is, is that he's not enough to give him the money that he needs. If he wants us a number, we know the numbers. When, it, when it, we're talking about restricted free agency, there's only a, a set amount of numbers you can offer you give him that. We know what you're able to offer him. They don't want to offer him that, <laughs> clearly, because they would have gave him to him. And if not, they're like, all right, test your luck in restricted free agency. We'll see what the market says. And if it, if it's cool, we'll match it. If not, you can walk. That's not that's not, that's not not a perennial all You don't do that perennial all-stars. Guys out here getting 190, 160. Yeah, but you know he's not no perennial all-star. So you can't and even. that's what I'm saying. You know, he, we soured on him because that's what he was discussed. And now he's reduced to maybe an average starter. Nah, he's more. He's he's an average starter. He's not a maybe fan. Like, you know he's an average starter. You know that. Is he? You know that he's an average. You know that, fam. Off the defense, fam. Defense and the passing alone, he's an he's an average I'm, NBA point guard. I'm not. You know I'm that. not. I'm not saying that he's not. But what I'm saying is, is if you look at the landscape of the league, right? What are we considering to be average? What eleven to to what seventeen? Eleven to sixteen? Yeah, around there. Yeah, he's he's a mid. He uh, he's a mid. He's a mid tier point guard. Like after you get past the all, you get past the all NBA players, and then you go to the um, all stars. And then you go to the could be all stars or like the tier right underneath the all stars, and then you go to Lonzo tier. That's that's perfectly fine. But it sounds like the list got real long because I'm telling you there might be 15. Oh, fam, there's, o- there's there's only like fam, there's only like three all NBA all NBA all stars literally, <laughs> and then you have like what another three four all stars, and then you have like another three potential all. That's your top ten right there, and then you have Lonzo around eleven to 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 sixteen fifteen, yeah. I don't know. Maybe one day we can hash out the list because I, I I don't know. That's why I said maybe. I don't know if he's in my top 17. I don't that's know. Great. If I did a pen and paper, he might make it. That's what I said maybe. But I do, I can't say that definitively right now. Um, But we'll see what happens because, again, I'm praying for Lonzo. But LaMelo looks good, so I'm, I'm going to give him his, his just due. But I'm not going to overhype it because I don't want to sour on him like I did his brother. I'm going to shout out to my guy Tyrese Halliburton. I need you to, I need you to go right now. And apologize to Tyrese. Because he dropped 39 on some scrubs? No, 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 not Tyrese, not Tyrese Maxi, fam. I didn't say, I said Tyrese Halliburton. You know what I'm saying? Bro, bro, the thing, okay, let me apologize, bro. No, 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 no. Let me explain. I don't want to hear, fam, fam. I I, I only want to hear you if you're apologizing. So start with that first, bro. As I said, right? When we talked about Tyrese Halliburton, oh my god! All I said about the man is that I didn't believe in his upside. 
That's all nah, I said. You, no, no, no. Because you, when that, when Maz was saying, "Oh, he's this and that, he's this and that," you're like, "Nah, no." Nah. He, 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 you had all the excuses to try and denigrate what the man was doing in college. All, all I excuses. said, I'll tell you exactly what I said. I said he played in the Big Ten, right? And we've seen a lot of Big Ten players coming out, especially guys that are not one and done, come out and flame out. And I said, you know what? I, I'm not going to say that he's a bad player because I don't know. I didn't honestly. I, I, the one thing I will say is I didn't think his shot would have translated. Because I said that originally, and I'll, I'll own up to that. But all I said aside from that was that I don't believe in his upside because we've seen a lot of second-year players, third-year upperclassmen come in, especially from big power conferences, and not really do much. And, okay, Halliburton's playing nice now, and I'll give him that. He's playing very well. He is playing very well. But my, my common stance, I don't know his upside. I don't know if he gets much better than what he's doing right now. And for what he's doing, it's great. But how much better is he getting? Or how much more production is he giving me? That's all I'm saying. So you're not you're not gonna apologize. Apologize for what? My comment stands. Oh my days. He's playing well. He's playing um, well. You, what, what are you, um, you tried you, you tried to you tried to tell me he was sorry. Okay, I definitely never said he was sorry. Those are not the words I use. Those are not the words I use. You never tried to tell me he was sorry? Sorry? Oh my days. I never said sorry. I said I might have said I don't think he's that good. Um, you said that the man can't shoot. You said that shot ain't working. You said and I told you I don't know for that. You said you said the you said the man, yo, when he gets into the next league, I don't know what he's gonna be able to do. Because if you can't shoot, you can't he he's not he can't drive. Uh, like fam, you were dissing the man. Yo, you, you called and the man just, sorry, fam. And I just said that I admit that the shooting was wrong. I was wrong about the shooting. So everything that follows after that, I'll, I'll admit I was wrong about the shooting. But again, my overall comment stands. Okay. I don't I, know how good he's going to be. I heard I, I heard I heard I was wrong. So that's all I needed to know. That's all I needed to hear. Because so. my my man is out there on 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 twelve on twelve and uh, and and six assists right now. You know what I'm saying? And and that's just only going up because the minutes are climbing by the day. Because Luke Walton is saying, "Nah, this guy is nice." So like. We'll see what his stats are actually saying by year end. We'll see. Again, I just don't know how, how much better he gets, but that's a that's that's a discussion for a different day. Uh let's move forward. We got next we got the um Warriors and Courier. Just some overall general team um conversations we wanted to get into. Like obviously Curry dropped the sixty plus. I don't know if we got a chance to talk about that since he actually did it. Um I think it was a night that we recorded the podcast, he did that. Um and then, you know, Draymond coming back has really elevated the team. And they look like they're on the upswing. I still don't know if they're a playoff team. Um, I, nah, they're I a playoff team still. I'm not stamping it yet. I'm not stamping it yet. I'm not stamping it. Because until Ubre starts playing better, Wiggins starts playing better, Curry Wiggins, can only Wiggins kind of turned it around, though. Wiggins already kind of turned it around. True. But, like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, Curry can only be Curry for so long. Right, like I don't see Curry going out there and putting on a James Harden effort for the rest of the season to make them eight, eighth or seventh seed. Like, why not? He should, but he's not built like that. Like, he that's better be. Okay, okay. I'm hoping. I'm hoping the same thing as you, though. Obviously, I'm hoping for that. But what I'm saying is, the reality when I look at Steph Curry, he just doesn't look built like that. He doesn't look like he has that in him to go out there and, and put up thirty five a night, which is what they might need because the way Kelly Oubre's been playing. The way that James Wiseman's been the revelation, but he's still a rookie. Draymond is is going out there putting up what one three point. I think he was what, six points last week on my fantasy team. Like 
he's gonna they're gonna need a lot from him. So again, they've turned the corner. I think that they've played a lot better, but I'm not ready to stamp them as a as a playoff team a hundred percent just yet. But what do you think? I gotta first apologize to Draymond Green, right? And it's not even saying that I'm apologizing because he went out there and he's out there hooping. Because realistically, I'm pretty sure the man's averaging like two points a game right now. The man can't score. It's he's on a Dennis Rodman type flex right now. Like, like the man actually cannot get a bucket. Like you give Draymond the ball and he will not get you a bucket. You can actually mark that down. No buckets on Draymond's side. But at the same time, what I like because because of work, like I work twelve hours now, right? And I get home and literally like I get back home and it's like ten o'clock. And the only game that's on normally is like the West Coast game. So I'm watching bare West Coast teams, meaning I gotta watch a whole bunch of Golden State Warrior games. And since Draymond's been back, it's one of those things where that I just see a, a better team, like a team that understands what they're supposed to do now. You know what I'm saying? Like James Wiseman catching lobs now. Before he wasn't catching no lobs. I don't know why Steph Curry can't toss him a lob, but that's neither here nor there. Draymond now, him, that connection is working. Now Steph Curry is moving without the basketball again, and he's getting it in spots where he's supposed to get it, like days of old. Now he's going off. Now he's back to doing what he was supposed to do because, like you said, he's not James Harden where he's going to pound the ball into the floor all day and all night. Now nah, he needs to have that action to where he runs around. That's one of his best qualities. Like he's actually one of the best to ever do that. Run around all over the court and automatically somehow get free, shoot the ball three pointer. Let's go play some defense. You know what I'm saying? And that's all because of Draymond. Draymond's playing great defense as well. I wish he can at least can I get like six points a game? Like you know what I'm saying? Like I you can't just like you can't be a complete zero on offense. I don't, or on in terms of scoring. Like I don't understand that. Okay, the part but, that pisses me off is that like I have him on my fantasy team, and like Jamon in the past, were, like he'll take the open jumper, he'll do whatever. Now and you I'm see watching. Not shoot, fam, the man is right, not. Now the ball, and you'll go to the rim, and you know when you go to the rim and you're looking to for the and one, he's looking for the foul and just dashing the ball. Like he's not even looking at the rim. I'm like, yo, bro, you're not trying to score, man. <laughs> like, fam, he's not. Yo, he's actually out there and like. It's like you got to, like, I don't even know. You got to beg the man to even shoot the ball, period, like, from anywhere on the floor. Like, they're just not guarding him at all, and he's just not shooting it at all. I'm like, fam, like, you have zero faith in your jump shot like that? It's crazy to me. I don't I don't understand it. Like, what do you do all day at practice? <laughs> when, when, when man's are getting shots up before before a thing, like, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? me monkeying around just barking at man. That man's mouth never stops moving, eh? Yeah, but yo, but as I said, he's out there directing. He's the conductor. Like, he's out there just showing man's what to do, where to be. Like, he's playing great defense right now. He's just a zero when it comes to the offensive side of the ball, when it comes to putting him in the basket. It's sad. I don't understand why he's so bad. But, nah, since the last time we spoke, um, Curry was on Fraud Watch, and we, it's officially time to take him off. Like, He's completely turned the ball around, turned it around. Like but last time we spoke, I'm pretty sure he was in like he was shooting like 30% from the field. And that has corrected itself. He's now at like 45% from the field. Um the three-point shots speaks for itself. He had nine last game. Um yeah, Curry's back, man. Curry's back. And it's glad because like, yo, the NBA needs a Curry, like a Steph Curry. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can't have Curry playing and Curry being poor. It, it, it's just it's it's it doesn't go right with the history of the game and it doesn't go right with what's happening right now so i'm glad he's back and i'm shout out to the warriors i'm really you know looking forward to seeing what curry can do in a playoff playoff series so i think that they're gonna make it and yeah 
I'm I'm happy they turned it around. I pray they get there too, still, because I mean, Golden State in the playoffs just seems for as far as I remember, up until like the uh, was it early tens, they've been in the playoffs and they've been making noise in the playoffs. So even that year that they went against Dallas and it was um what's his name, Baron Davis and the boys went out there and beat the number one seed. Like they've been in the playoffs and they've been doing their thing. So I definitely want to see them. But another team I wanted to get into because I'm leaving the best for last, but it's Atlanta Hawks, man. Like, let me just say this. So I watch a lot of college basketball, maybe not so much as before, but I do watch a fair amount of college basketball. So I remember watching Trey Young in Oklahoma, and one of the things that they were saying about him is that he always played with a chip on his shoulder because he was one of the few five-star recruits that year that basically didn't get an offer from like a power power five school. So that being Duke, Kentucky, or wherever. Um, so he ended up going to Oklahoma because his dad had a connection with the with the with the head coach there, and he got a start, which is unnormal because usually five star prospects get the the litter of they get a litany of offers. They can go wherever they want because you're a five star prospect. But it was an anomaly. Five star prospect didn't get to go where exactly where he wants. So cool, he plays on a chip on his shoulder. But then there was these little rumblings that he's kind of a dickhead, right? Like he's one of those guys that because he it's like small person syndrome. Like I'm a small guy, you know. I got a punch above my weight. I have a certain type of attitude and bravado about me. So I, I, I left it at that because I never really thought too much of it. Because I'm like, all right, Trey Young's Trey Young, whatever. He's doing 40-foot jump shots. Cool. Gets to Atlanta. Atlanta's piss poor. And then I heard some rumblings with the coach. I'm like, you know what? Unexper- inexperienced coach, you know, star player might not vibe with that. Let's find a, a better fit. Cool. And now I'm hearing this story with John Collins about how in practice, uh, or sorry, in the team film session, John Collins basically saying, like, we need more ball movement. And it doesn't always have to run around, run through Trey Young, and Trey Young is there making a scene about it. And I'm starting to look at Trey Young with a little bit of a side eye because I was watching last night's game, and he just looked in and uninterested. Like he just looked like he wasn't trying to play with that team at all. Like he just something was going on. You could tell there was some type of animosity between guys on the court. And like, this being the season where Atlanta's supposed to take that leap, my words to Trey Young are, is like, "Yo, grow up, bro. <laughs> like, yo, grow up." You're supposed to be the leader of the team, pushing this team to the playoffs. You have a, you have a competent cast around you. Like, grow up, man. Like, it's t- it's time. It's time. Part of being a superstar is not only about the play, but about your leadership as well. So, I don't know, man. I don't like I don't like how Trey Young's moving these days, especially with him and John Collins um, having some type of friction on the court. What do you think? For me, it's it's one of those where I'm like, you have John Collins that, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> he puts his value. In the offensive end, right? And Trey Young does the same. They both feel like they're top whatever players in this league because of their offense. Like they're both not gonna say, I'm a defensive player. And saying that Trey Young is a point guard, so it's only natural that he's gonna have the ball in his hands majority of the time. And they've already spoiled him in the sense to say that this is your show. You know what I'm saying? Like you're running this team and you know the team goes as far as you take them. So, in saying that, I'm just like, all right, what what do we really expect out of Trey Young, right? If a man's going to come to me, as as if I'm Trey Young, I'm putting myself in Trey Young's shoes, and a man's going to come to me and tell me that the ball doesn't always have to go through you, I'm taking that as a disrespecting. And <laughs> this is why when you're talking about things about the team, like me personally being, you know, on teams you know, throughout my, you know, time in high school or whatever else. When you're talking about things that have to address the entire team, but you're attacking one specific guy, 
saying that if you did something differently, then we would be better. You really have to watch the way you say it because when it comes to that type of stuff, mans are extremely emotional. You know what I'm saying? Mans are extremely sensitive. So I don't want to pass judgment on Trey Young because I would first have to hear exactly how that conversation went or hear some report on exactly what happened that made John Collins say, yo, the ball doesn't always have to run through you. Because me hearing that, as Trey Young, I'm saying, well, fuck, like, what are you trying to say about that? Like, are you saying that I'm not doing my job? Are you saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I do understand what Collins is saying. Like, we have so much other capable players this year, you know what I'm saying? That you don't always have to be holding the ball and treat it like a Russell Westbrook thing, you know? Like, we, when we get the ball, we shoot. Like, nah, like, we have game, we have aspects of our games that we also want to display. Maybe John Collins wants to show that he can do a little bit of passing. He can do a little bit of dribble drive. You know what I'm saying? And he won't get that chance because Trey Young is out there with the ball majority of the time. But at the same time, the coach done that. The coach has given Trey Young that type of responsibility. So why are you coming at me? Instead, what we should be doing is having a constructive type of conversation saying, how can we get other people more involved to take the load off of Trey Young? That way, Trey Young can also do other things that we see other point guards do in the league that makes them successful. That should have been the way that you you know you you approach that discussion, and if it wasn't done in that type of way, I completely understand why Trey Young isn't so receptive to that type of message because it just sounds like you're attacking him. I think I think I think the problem here, and I could be taking a leap of faith, but I think one of the the main issues here is that John Collins doesn't have his contract, so he feels a bit disgruntled because on one end you're probably saying, you know what, like I have to show up this year to get the money that I want. And like the way the offense is moving right now, I'm not going to be able to basically show my full catalog, right? Like I'm not going to be able to show what I can do on the court. But on the other hand, I feel like if he got his money, he wouldn't really care because the money's already locked up. It's about winning games now, right? So obviously, I don't want to say that money money motivates or demotivates a player, but like it really does in but reality. Like John Collins it really does. So that, that's it does. You can tell. You can tell. Yeah, you right? can tell. He wants his um, money, and I'm not. I'm not condemning him for that. We all want our money, like. But at the same time, like, you can't use that as the reason why you're trying to, you know, start a problem now. Yeah, like we we've been playing like this. What is this? Like Trey Young's third year now. Yeah. Like you know, this has been how we played since I've gotten here. And yes, maybe you can say that that hasn't. That's been the reason why we lose. Sure, but maybe the reason why we lost last year because you were on PEDs. So fuck you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why it's best to come with constructive arguments when we're trying to uh, broach this type of thing. Because now once you have my guard up, you better, you know, you better be clean. You better be sneaky clean on your side because... You were on the roids last year, bro. You were on the roids. Yeah, last year you were on PD. Now you feel like you're blessed. Now you feel like you're good enough to handle the ball. Nah, fam. Like, (laughs) That's a fact. I forgot about that, to be honest. (laughs) Um, but let's get into one more subject. We got this. Maybe we can get into a couple more, but let's see. Uh, Kyrie Irving just said he's off it. He said, I'm gone, guys. Texted his teammates, didn't text Steve Nash. Said, I'll be back and I'll see you when I see you. No clue what the problem is. No clue if he has injuries. No clue what's going on, but he's just gone. So, like, is this just another chapter in the, in the, in the, in the Kyrie Irving lunatic book? Or, like, what, like, what are we doing here? Like, at this point, I, I just feel like this is regular. Like, it's just a soap opera. Like, what's going on? Honestly, it's when it comes to Kyrie, right? And you when Kyrie is one of those guys where I'm always afraid 
to actually like completely go in on him because you want to be sensitive to worldly issues. And what I mean by that is, you know, people really do struggle with things like depression and anxiety and all of that type of stuff, right? And we don't know exactly why Kyrie Irving said he needs to leave for personal reasons. And when it comes to a guy like that, you can, you everything has to be in play. He also said that he doesn't want to, you know, um, play back when, uh, you know, the whole George Floyd thing and everything was going on, right? And he said that really played with his mental. On that same night, the Capitol got stormed by a whole bunch of um, white terrorists. So it's it's one of those things. Maybe he looked at his TV and he said, nah, like, I can't believe this is happening. And now I got to go play go play ball, you know? So maybe that's why he, he decided to sit out. Insane all of that, right? At the end of the day, Curry is an adult. And the thing about being an adult is when a lot of things are going on in your life, Jamaicans have a saying where money have to make fun. And it doesn't it doesn't matter because your bills don't stop. You can't go to your landlord and say, fam, like honestly, it's one of those things where like I wasn't having the best of weeks last week and yeah, I don't got it this week. You know, you can't do that. You just can't do that. Like, you got to step up to the plate and handle your responsibilities. And I understand that, Carrie, he's not hurting for money. You know what I'm saying? But you should be out there saying to yourself that you have a responsibility to your teammates and to the contract that you sign, right? Even in saying that, too, fine. If you are going to not show up, fam, you have to show your bosses. It doesn't make any sense, fam. You showing your teammates that I won't be there and not showing your coaches, it's the most backwards and disrespectful thing that you can actually do when it comes to NBA basketball or sports in general. Fam, mm-hmm. Not even sports, in, 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 in life. Bro, when me and you were working at McDonald's and we were like 16 years old, fam, and we were working in the same restaurant, you think I can, I can hit you up and be like, yo, fam, I'm not even pulling up today. Yeah, like, man, my head is... My head is mad right now. I can't even nah, pull up man. today, fam. Yeah, and then when the man. managers come to you and they say, yo, where's Chris? Yo, true say, yo, Chris texted me and said that he's not pulling up. But he didn't text you? Fam, how do you think that's going to work? <laughs> that It doesn't work like that in life, fam. You text the people that are in charge of handling the situations. If right. you're not going to be there, there is no way Steve Nash should be going up on a pulpit saying, I don't know where Kyrie Irving is. I haven't heard from him. I hope he's okay. It makes no sense. But then then 10 minutes later, Karis LeVert comes up. Yeah, Kyrie texted me and said, yeah, I, I'm not pulling up today. What the fuck is that, fam? It's called basic respect, which is why you want to show these people like Kyrie Irving. You want to show them um, that, you know, I'm I'm trying to be sensitive to the things that you're dealing with you know what i'm saying i'm trying to but then when you're going to be that stupid it's like you everybody knows fam mcdonald's was a people's first jobs and they understand that if i'm not coming to work i have to call in and show someone i won't be at work it's basic it's very basic there's nothing else to it it's very simple the man that and you know what the part that really like irks me is like it shows a lack of respect for Steve Natch because it's like you know that by not showing Steve Natch, he has to he has people he has to answer to, right? Like, and you're not giving him the opportunity, you're not even equipping him with the information to say, you know what, Kyrie's going through this is that we expect him to be gone for this amount of time, yada yada yada. Like, you're not even giving him enough 
you're not giving him anything to work with. He now he just looks bad. He looks like he's incompetent, he's and it's not his fault. He's just being disrespectful for no reason. That's what I'm saying. For no reason. Like, it, for no reason. He's acting like Steve Nash would have said, now you have to show up. We know that's not what Steve Nash would have said because he already knows what Kyrie is. He would have said, all right, take your time and we'll cover for you. That's what he would have said. He would have said, yeah. all right, let me get out ahead of it. Let me tell them Kyrie Irving out personal reason. They just did the same thing with uh, with um, Kyle Lowry, the Toronto Raptors. He was out for personal reasons. He didn't hear the whole hoopla. Why? Because I'm pretty sure he told Nick Nurse, like an adult, <laughs> I'm not going to be there. Come on, fam. Facts. <laughs> but it's just another saga in the in the Kyrie, legacy, Kyrie Irving legacy, man. This guy, I don't know what to even to make of this guy because I don't want to call him a character because at the same time, like he's going through some real life things. And for the most part, some of the stuff that he believes in, in terms of like his political views and stuff like that, like he's standing up for our people. but. He's just a weird guy. <laughs> just different, bro, like. It, like, and he's a good guy, bro. Like he's he he's one of those guys where he's doing a lot for like his people behind the scenes. Like I heard how he, you know, he would pay for the WNBA salaries when their game their games weren't going on because of COVID. He was paying for people's scholarship tuitions. He was he's doing a lot of uh philant. Uh, I even know how to say that fucking word, but you know what I'm saying, fam. Like he's a philanthropist. You know what I'm saying? In the things that he's doing in his pastime. But then you come to these type of instances and you just say, Kyrie, like, I want to. Like, I want to be on your side. But fam, you know, like, as a as an adult, I just can't. Like, it's one of those where if my youth was saying, was doing this, I would have to scold him. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just like, come on, fam. Like, I don't know, man. And this is why I'm saying, like, people, why people can't, you know, truly buy into the Nets. Because... <sighs> It's a puppy show, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, a puppy show. It's tough, bro. It's tough. Bare glitz and glamour, but no hard grit. <laughs> it's, it's tough, bro. Like, it's it's like, come on, bro. Like, I can't even. I can't expect you to show up to games. Like, yeah, that's wild. Like, come on, just like show up and like not show and not say nothing. Nobody knows where you are. Just, a simple like, effects, man. I'm not pulling up, and that's just it. Like, come on, it's just. You got to be better than that, Kyrie. It's, it's wild, fam. Super. But uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it quickly. We have a little bit of time. We got about like three or four minutes left. Uh, G League said that they're starting up the bubble. And like, this is going to be the first time we see some of the notable prospects that we've been waiting to see, like Jonathan Kaminga, Jalen Green, and a bunch of the other scrubs. Oh, not scrubs. Um, other guys on the Ignite team. Um, but yeah, like just generally quickly, what do you think of the? What, are you interested in even watching G League games? Because I'm a little bit undecided because I haven't watched a G League game in years, and it's just like if I'm just going out there seeing the same thing I was seeing in high school, like it doesn't show me anything, you know. I've never watched a G League game in my life, but that will change in February, and that's why this whole thing of making our G League Ignite team, you know, bringing in some of the top prospects that would have been stars in college basketball, it does a lot for the game because now you know. You have people like me that would not turn into no G League game, turning into a G League game. Like I'm going to be very excited to see what Jalen Green is. Um, I'm going to be very excited to see what Jonathan Kaminga is. There's a kid on that team called Nix. Um, he was a five star recruit point guard. He's on that team. Um, there's also what's that? I don't even. There's a there's a power forward on that team as well that I really want to look at as well. Um, but yeah, like I'm gonna be turning in, tuning in. Um, I heard that they have like other like notable players like in Sauce Stauskas. 
Um, they have Alonzo Trier that's going to be in that team as well. So they have some, you know, NBA players in there as well. Even if they're NBA rejects, they were still former NBA players. Uh, so the competition shouldn't be too bad. It should it should be something that we can hang our hat on. So I'm a I'm gonna be looking forward to it. It should be fun. The whole bubble thing. Um, it should be fun, yo. I'm 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 I'm, I'm for it. I'm am for it, but I'll be lying to you if I said that I'm gonna tune into that over an NBA game still. If it's on like in Obviously the middle of the not. game, Obviously. yeah, nah, yeah it, it, it would have to be scheduled. Nah, nah, it would have to be. It had to be like scheduled like when no games are on, or like maybe if like Detroit and Cleveland are playing, <laughs> then I'll tune yeah. in. But like, I gotta watch sex lines. Still. <laughs> I'm watching my sex line. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot you. I forgot you, Ray Collins, or not Collins? What's his name? Colin Sexton. Oh yeah, Colin. Yeah, yeah. He's a bucket, but like, it's still Cleveland fam. Did you did you see what Drummond did the other day? Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, fam. Like, that's what man's are sitting there watching. Nah, that ain't real basketball. <laughs> yeah, but I was dying when I seen the clip. I'm like, yo, what the hell? Like, nah, you got we're not. That's crazy. We're not watching no. We're not watching no no Cleveland basketball still. All right. But it'd be interesting. I mean, in all honesty, if the games come on like midday, three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock, whatever. And it's I have nothing better to do. I'll tune in. Otherwise, I'll just watch the highlights like everybody else because I, I really don't want to watch any G League games. I'm keeping it the buck with you. Are Especially games free to, are they free to stream? Like, how do you even I, watch that, bro? I don't even know if they have streams for G League games. To be honest, I think it's an NBA TV thing. To be honest, mm. but again, I wouldn't even know because I haven't tuned in in years. Yeah, fam, I haven't watched a one G League game. I don't even know where to go to watch it. So <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, running a little long, this comment went better. I mean, again, shout-outs to Kev. Rest up. We'll see you on the next episode, man. Like, we got into a lot of things today. And NBA is in full effect, man. It's in full effect. I can't wait to see what happens tonight especially, um, that being Sunday. But you guys are probably listening to this on Monday, so you guys will take in what happens. Um, other than that, you have anything you want to say before we get out of here? Nah, still, I said everything I want to say. Um, get on that mellow bandwagon before it's too late. We're about to, you know, we're hitting the last few stops. He just had 20, what, 23, 11, and 10. The train's about to leave, still. So. <laughs> train's about to leave. You might be on the, the only man on the train right now. I'll jump on in two stops later. But nonetheless, it's the Harder Report, man. Available on all streaming platforms. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Make sure you drop some feedback and comments. We're really looking for those. And make sure you share it with whoever's listen, willing to listen. Because in all honesty, like, an ear's an ear. Let's get those views up. Let's get those downloads up so we can share and spread the good word. We might have some guest appearances moving forward. But we'll see. But we'll talk to you guys next time. So take care. All right? I know that she's bad for me. Sometimes I get too high, but I can't put this dope down. The only thing I'll repeat is my thoughts and they won't slow down. I know that she's bad for me, but I need her to know this. Like when you pop up in my mind.